my leaders, you're listening to the Leading Her Way podcast, where you learn how to use your feminine strengths to think, act, and become the executive leader you've always wanted to be, while laughing, loving, and living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Dr. Nicole Bryan. I built my career from the streets of Brooklyn to the boardroom as a three-time Fortune 500 executive. Welcome to this shared space designed just for us to openly discuss topics at the intersection of leadership and womanhood that will help you grow your career and lead boldly. All right, let's get this conversation started. Hi, lady leader. Welcome. Now, if this is your first time listening to the Leading Her Way podcast, then we want to extend you a very warm and very first time welcome to our little part of our community here. If you are a returning OG, then I definitely want to say welcome back to you and tell you that I am super excited that you are here with us and listening once again. I'm Dr. Nicole Bryan. I am your podcast host, your leadership guide, and one of your biggest champions as you make your way to senior leadership and into the executive suite. So today's episode is the last of season one, and it is also the last of the fiscal year of 2023. Now, I don't know about you, but normally when the end of the year is approaching and a new year is in sight, I tend to get very reflective. And I don't know, that might be the introvert in me. It might be the leader in me who is used to the cycle of reviewing goals at the end of the year or reviewing accomplishments and setting new goals for the new year. It may be just the seasonal flow of life, but I tend to start thinking about all of the things that I've accomplished for the year and all of the things that I want to do next year. And instead of going through kind of the normal goal setting process that many of us face, both in our personal lives and our professional lives, I wanted to do something different. So this episode is going to be about digging deeper. And I'm going to be encouraging all of us, including myself, to really pause and think and contemplate and reflect. So if you are walking, then you're going to probably want to replay this later and jot down some notes. But if you're on your laptop or you're sitting at your desk or maybe even you're listening on your phone, but you want to use your notes section to take notes, then you're definitely going to want to do that. Now, although I personally love to self-reflect just for the sake of self-reflecting, I recognize that that's not everybody's jam, right? Everybody does not enjoy that process. And so when I'm working with others, I try to make sure that if I am challenging them to do some self-reflection, that there's a purpose to it. And so I want to make sure that there's a purpose to our conversation today as well. I want you to practice self-reflecting throughout this episode for the purpose of either validating or making the decision of whether or not you want to move into senior leadership. As you already know, this podcast is all about supporting you on your journey from where you are now into senior leadership and into the executive suite. But what I find so often, particularly when I start having conversation with women in my audience and women that I am coaching, is that you've arrived at the decision to become a senior executive and to pursue moving into the senior ranks of your organization for reasons that they 
are not necessarily always in touch with. So I have, and I often hear women say, it's the next step in my career. I want to move into the executive level because it's the next step in my career. Or I want to move into the executive level because I want to earn more money. Or they may say, you know, I've always wanted to be at the top of my organization and that's the reason why I'm pursuing it. And not that any of those reasons are invalid. They're all valid reasons, but they tend to be more surface level. And the problem with having a surface level reason for wanting to go up into the executive suite is that it doesn't sustain you. When things become challenging, when the organization starts getting on your nerves, when your team is not performing as well as they should be, when the only reason you have for wanting to get promoted into the senior leadership ranks is either superficial or intangible, then it becomes so much more difficult and challenging to sustain your effort, to have a level of enthusiasm, to look forward to going to work, and to lead your team as effectively as possible. So this episode is going to be us taking a moment to pause and truly think about what our career goals are and why we have those career goals and what we want to do about them. And even if you're a person who already believes that you know for certain what you want to do with your career, what your you know long-term and short-term career goals are, I still encourage you to listen and go through this exercise because it will either validate what you already know, which will just strengthen your resolve, or it will bring up something new to the surface that you can add to your leadership toolkit. And whatever the outcome is, this process of self-reflecting will help you make more intentional career decisions in the short run and in the long run. Okay, so the first question that I want us to think about is what were the proudest moments in your career? So what have been the proudest moments in your career? Now, the reason why this is important is because what you choose will be very telling. If you're thinking about the proudest moment in your career, I anticipate that it's going to be something that really stands out for you, that really brought you joy, something that you may or may not have been rewarded for by your organization, but was very, very meaningful for you. A couple of years ago, I had a client who I asked this same question to, and she did not hesitate in her response. She named about three or four different proud moments that she had had in her career. But each of her proud moments were things that she did on her own. So they were not something that she accomplished within a team or on a large project. It was solo work that she was able to really dig into, have very hands-on approach with, and delivered the results for the organization and for herself that she wanted. As we explored this more and more, she recognized that her proudest moments were when she was working alone and that had a very clear target and outcome for the organization, right? Which was very disturbing for her, I will say. I'll use the word disturbing because she was in hot pursuit of a senior leadership role. And the more we talked about what she really wanted and the more we 
dug into what her priorities were, she slowly realized and started to acknowledge that senior leadership was not what she wanted, primarily because it removed her more from the work that brought her joy, the hands-on work that brought her you know, satisfaction in her career and in her job. Not that this is necessarily going to be you, but this is why I asked the question, what, what are the proudest moments in your career? Because looking at that and seeing whether or not there is a pattern there would and could help you become crystal clear on what you want for your future. So that's question number one. What were your proudest moments in your career? The second question that I want you to reflect on is what obstacles have you faced and how did you overcome them? Now, this question is a really good one as well, because it does usually bring up for people things that they have completely forgotten about or maybe even blocked out from their work history. I've had clients tell me about being discriminated against for their race or for their gender and even for their age. I had a couple of people talk about being discriminated against for their age. Others have identified their obstacles or their biggest obstacles as when they were laid off or when they were fired from a job, thinking that they would never be able to recover professionally from that instance. I've had some women talk about their failure of a project, major initiative that they had responsibility for in their company that did not go well and feeling like they had egg on their face and was never going to be able to rebuild their reputation afterwards. And some women will even point to a low point in their personal life as being the biggest obstacle in their professional life because it flows over, right? So some women might be dealing with a divorce or maybe they have a sick child or something like that where all of their time and energy is focused on what's happening at home and not in their professional life. And as a result, things in their professional life start to tank. Whatever your response is to this question, what I found is that people do not stop and recognize how far they've actually come. When we're in the moment and we're feeling the despair of the challenge, that's all we can think about, right? That's all we will recognize. That's all we will acknowledge. But years later, weeks later, decades later, we are not thinking about, nor do we acknowledge what it took or the strength that we now have as a result of going through that challenge. So the purpose of me asking what obstacles did you face and how did you overcome them is because the how you overcame them is the important piece of that. What did you learn? What skill did you build? How are you leveraging those same skills now to get you even further or take you even further toward what you want for yourself? So that's question number two. What obstacles did you face and how did you overcome them? And question number three is what beliefs or mindsets have held you back and how can you shift them? I'll say this one again. What beliefs or mindsets have held you back and how can you shift them? Now, as you hear that question, you are likely jumping to an assumption and a built-in belief, right? The built-in belief that if you have a belief or mindset that's holding you back, it has to be a negative one. And I'm going to challenge you there and say the belief can be a positive one or it can be a negative one that is actually holding you back. 
So an example of a positive belief that might be holding you back is related to maybe your relationship with your boss, or it might be related to you believing that you are entitled to a role or to get promoted or to be in senior leadership. I've seen those two examples. They come straight to my mind because I see them over and over and over again. The positive mindset or the positive belief that might be holding you back as it relates to your boss is the belief that you are right or the belief that you are better in performing your role and that you can perform your boss's role better than your boss can. That's actually a positive belief about you, yet it may in fact be holding you back and it may be dictating how you are engaging with your boss, how you are engaging with the organization and your team and others. Your belief that you are either entitled to a senior leadership role or your belief that you can do your boss's job are very affirming for you. Yet how you come across and how they shape your behaviors and what others see of you might be having a negative impact. So The question of what beliefs or mindsets have held you back and how can you shift them doesn't necessarily automatically mean that the beliefs or mindsets are negative. They could be beliefs or mindsets that you hold that are positive. My recommendation is that you take these three questions. You can either pause this episode and really take some time right now to think through your responses to these questions, or you can listen to the entire episode and come back and write down the questions and then spend the next few days kind of thinking it through. But don't brush over them. I really want you to answer the questions, meditate on each of the questions, take a long walk, come back to it two, three, four times, and really allow yourself to be honest in your responses. And once you have your answers, then I want you to align them with your goals. So if you are saying that 2024 is the year that you get your next promotion or the year that you move to another company or the year that you take a leadership role within your organization, whatever your career goal is for 2024, you want to make sure that your answers to these three questions align and support that goal. I already talked about my client who recognized that her goals did not align with her responses to some of these reflective questions. And in fact, it actually changed her goal, right? She had a goal at the time to move into senior leadership and she was actually pursuing a senior leadership role and she actually decided not to. She was already a leader of a team. She had a small team of, I think, 10 people and she was shooting to lead a department or I should say a function, a global function. And she decided not to do that because she knew that that was not going to make her happy. She was not going to be satisfied in that large leadership role. For you, it might be the opposite. You might align your responses to these questions with your goals for 2024, and it may be the exact boost that you need, meaning that you might find that your response to the mindset things that have blocked you, once you identify the mindset blocks, you're like, boom, if I remove that mindset block, then I can fully go after this executive role and know exactly what was keeping me back. 
Now, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, the purpose of this reflective exercise is to ensure that you can make intentional career decisions, that your career decisions are informed both in terms of what you really want versus what you may have been told you should want, and that you are decisive about the steps that you take in order to get there. You've heard me say it on this podcast time and time again, senior leadership and executive leadership is not for everybody. And it's okay if you are in a position where you rethink what your goals are, what your career goals are. It's fine if you ultimately decide that, you know what, I'm good where I'm at. I do not want or need to go any higher in terms of leadership and responsibility. Because we need strong leaders across organizations at every level, not just at the senior level. But if you go through this exercise and it validates, not only validates, but reinvigorates your goal to get into a senior executive or senior leader role, then that's great too. And if you happen to fall into that category, then I have a fourth question that you should reflect on. And that fourth question is, what are you willing to do differently to reach your executive level goals? Because the truth is, what got you to where you currently are in your career, in your organization, in your professional life, likely will not be more of the same that's going to get you to the executive level. Okay, so let's recap the reflective questions. Number one was, what were your proudest moments in your career? Number two, what obstacles have you faced and how did you overcome them? And number three, what beliefs or mindsets have held you back and how can you shift them? And of course, the bonus question, number four, what are you willing to change or do differently to accomplish your career goals? Each of these questions alone sound very simple, but I promise you that as you answer them, your responses are probably going to have a lot of complexity to them. And that's okay because you are human. The journey to senior leadership is a very personal one. But what I'm trying to make sure that we all do is not only make it personal, but we make it intentional. When you do the reflection exercise, take a minute and let me know how it goes. Send me a voice note or a direct message on LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from you. And one last thing, if you are a leader who is looking to work on her executive presence, whether it's something that you have a goal for yourself or maybe you've received feedback that that's an area that you can get stronger in, I have something that is just for you. I've created a mini course on executive presence that will help you take your executive presence to the next level. You don't want to miss it. So I'll leave the link in the show notes. That's a wrap for this episode of Leading Her Way. Thanks for tuning in. If you have thoughts, questions, or ideas for future topics, connect and send me a message on LinkedIn. And if you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe and please take a minute to write a quick review on Apple Podcasts. Your review will help spread the word to other ambitious females so they know they're not alone and that this podcast is a community of support for all of us leading her way to the top. Remember, your leadership is needed. Your leadership is powerful. So lead boldly. Until next time.